Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. On this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. And on this edition of the show, The Last Werewolf and Time Travel Cameras. How's that for a combo? Welcome to my brain. Well, here is a surprise. I am about to go live in the field to my great old buddy investigator Forrest Connor, who is standing right now by himself at 2.30 in the morning in the extremely dark countryside of Venegraf, a small rural village in Germany. And I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that village name correctly. Uh, Forrest is standing at a shrine where the Morbach monster, the last werewolf in Germany, was slaughtered in the 1800s. That's what they say. Now, before I go live to Forrest, and I pray to God he's still there, uh, here is my understanding of the story, the legend. Uh, the great and dreadful General Napoleon was born in 1769 and died in 1821. There was a deserter from his army, a Frenchman named Thomas Schweitzer, and he teamed up with some Russians, also deserters, and while these desperate men were passing by the village of uh, Wittlich, or Wittlich there in Germany, uh, they saw a farmhouse and decided to raid it. And the farmer and his sons tried to defend the property, but they were murdered. And before they killed her, the farmer's wife cursed Schweitzer. She screamed something like, you're no better than a dirty wolf. And that is what you will always deserve to be. You know, something along those lines. And apparently he bashed in her skull after that curse. So over the following years, Schweitzer gradually becomes literally more and more wolf-like. Uh, he, be he became more sort of hunched and hairy. Uh, he robs, steals, murders. He becomes so evil that even other bandits won't be around him. So he starts living deeper and deeper in the thick forests of Germany. Well, soon there are all these legends of this wolf that walks like a man throughout the countryside. People and livestock and dogs are constantly found torn to shreds. And one night, the wolf-like Schweitzer stumbles out of the woods and sees the daughter of a local farmer and assaults her. And a few days later, a group of villagers found his campfire and chased him toward the area called Morbach. Fortunately, they killed him. We don't know exactly how. But after they killed him, they buried his despicable body at a road crossing there. Some crossroads. And, and knowing how evil he was, they asked a minister to keep his spirit at bay. And so they built a shrine at that spot to hold him down forever. And the minister put a candle in that shrine and said that this candle should burn 
constantly, 24-7 for all time. And that if the people ever neglected the power of God and let that candle go out, the monster would return. And so the people did a reliable job of keeping that flame burning until, okay, big fast forward, 1988, um, supposedly one evening, a group of Air Force personnel in that area were were returning to their base at Moorbach, and as they passed the shrine, they noticed the candle was out, and they laughed and joked about the werewolf returning, but they did not relight that candle. So that night at the base, all the automatic sirens started firing, and all the sensors around the fences were triggered, and one MP swore that he saw a big creature like a wolf standing on his hind legs running around the base, and that wolfy thing jumped over a 10-foot fence without any problem. So they brought out dogs, but when the dogs got near where the creature was seen, they turned back and would not go any further. Well, the military personnel relit the candle in the shrine immediately, and all that activity stopped immediately. And that is, as far as I know, the story of the monster of Moorbach in Germany. So now, let me switch to my live feed to Germany with Forrest. So investigator Forrest Connor is out there in the field right now in the western part of Germany, uh, not too far from Belgium and France, in this tiny little village called Weingroth. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Forrest, what are you doing there at 2.30 in the morning? (laughs) Hey, Josh, how are you tonight? I am safe and sound, but it sounds like you're putting yourself in jeopardy as usual. Oh, of course, of course. I'm actually over here in the village of Weingroff. I don't know if you gave any history and anything before you introed me or not, but basically I'm here at the the shrine of the the monster of Morbach or the Morbach monster. Now, for one thing, just to give everybody an idea, you sent me a picture of this shrine, and how big is this thing? It's probably no more than probably four foot wide by probably maybe maybe 10 feet tall okay so and it's sort of like uh, a little concrete building that has sort of an alcove with a a domed ceiling and it's just big enough for um a plant and then an altar and there's a painting on the back there's a crucifix there and of course at the very center is this candle which is supposed to burn 24 7 uh, because the people there believe this will keep a werewolf away. Is that right? That is correct. The werewolf is known as the monster of Morbach. And um, legend goes that back around in the early 1800s, there was a, uh, a woman um, put a curse on a, a gentleman who, who, um, who burned her farm down and killed her husband and eventually killed her and said, basically, you know what? Every full moon, you're going to become a werewolf. And the village, the the guy went off and did his thing, but the village people ended up catching up with him after he had his way with one of the young ladies here in town. They ended up killing him and putting the shrine up because in the meantime, after the woman cursed him, he had been, or a wolf-like creature had been seen all over this the Moorbach area here. So now, how would you describe the the landscape around you right now? It's got to be kind of spooky, I'd imagine. Uh, you know, honestly, right now, I know you've done some stuff on on the moon lately and everything, but I'm sitting here looking at the moon right now. It's a half. It's almost right at a half moon right now, but it's eerily quiet. You know, I almost feel like, you know, I don't want to sound crazy, but I almost feel like something or someone is watching me. Are, are there thick woods around you? Or, I mean, what's the, the general setting like? It's it's sort of a, a valley area. Yes, there are some thick woods around, but there's there's the valley here, which, which pretty much has a couple little towns in it. And then the town that I'm in right now, uh, Weingraf, it's 
I would say it's approximately five blocks by three blocks. There's not much to it, but it's your your just typical looking German German town. And so, and then just sort of off the side of the road, here is this shrine. Um, yeah. Well, what they have here is um, I forget the German translations for it, but it's called Little Holy Houses, and they're sort of all over the area here in Germany. If you uh, if you look hard enough for them, there's probably maybe another one in the town of Morbach itself that I visited, and then I was in uh, Ramstein. There was one over there. So they're sort of dotted all over the landscape. But this one particular is dedicated to the monster of Morbach. Okay, folks, I am sorry. I have to jump in here for a minute, and it's time for us to take a break. Forrest is going to hang on there, and uh, hopefully he will be there uh, when we come back, uh, because I want to ask him just how seriously uh, that people in the area take these stories. And furthermore, what exactly is he planning on doing there tonight? Would you go out there by yourself like Forrest is doing and, you know, hanging out at this spot where anything could pounce on you, could jump out of the woods? He's an adventurous guy. I have known Forrest for a long, long time, and we've had a lot of crazy adventures together, so there's no telling what he's going to get into. Um, All right. Let me just tell you this before we go to the break. You know, I am constantly involved with investigations and experiments that are too vast for me to even talk about on this podcast. And so what you have to do to stay informed is go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P if you go to joshuapwarren.com. And on the homepage, you'll find a little box where you can put your email address in there. And that allows you to sign up for my free e-newsletter. And when you do that, I can email you and instantly give you breaking news and tell you how you can participate in experiments. But the best part is, as soon as you do that, you're going to automatically receive an email with some links from me to some really cool stuff. A good luck charm. You just wait and see. All right. Joshua P. Warren.com. That's me, Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Now, within minutes, you can take years off your looks. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com takes care of those under-eye bags, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Simply apply this velvety micro cream, and in under two minutes, the years fade away. 
and it lasts up to nine hours. No needles, no pain, and great for women and men. Here's what people have to say about Instantly Ageless. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my curls feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like 10 years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? <laughs> it's easy. Just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle. It's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I, turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but... But that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try Instantly Ageless today at HealthyLooking.com and prepare to look younger in minutes. Millions of applications have been sold. Order our exclusive starter kit for only $19.99, including shipping. Or take advantage of our new discounted price for a full box. Put your best face forward with Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Instantly ageless. Not available in stores. From HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming in to your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. But far, far away tonight, we have Mr. Forrest Connor. Live in the field in Germany, I'm going to switch back to my live feed with him right now. Give me a couple of seconds, and here we go. Now, one of the accounts that you sent was a very believable account about that candle going out and this werewolf appearing. Um, right. Do you get the sense that people in the community really take this seriously? Well, you know, that's one thing I ran into is like, you know, I first heard about this monster of Morbach about six or seven months ago. In fact, I called you and said, hey, Josh, I'm going to check out this place called um, the Shrine to the Monster of Morbach. I figured, okay, fine. I'll go check it out. Well, you know, every time I brought it up to somebody, they would sort of give me the cold shoulder and just clam up and not really want to talk about it. Which, which was odd to me, but also, I don't know if this goes goes into the thing also with the uh, most of the accounts I found on online were, said it was in the village of Whitlitch or Vitlitch, I don't know which one you would say, and I don't know if that's a way to try to keep people from going to this one certain shrine or not, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of weird how everybody that I talked to really, really did not want to talk about it. So you're out there by yourself at 2.30 in the morning looking at this candle flickering in this shrine. And, you know, whether there's a werewolf around or not, I mean, are you are you at all concerned that there might just be crazy people who hang out around there and might use this as an opportunity <laughs> to, to, to snatch a victim tonight? I mean, are you a little freaked out being out there by yourself? I mean, that's always a concern, but you know what? I've got my bicycle here. I rented one from the hotel I'm at, and you know what? I feel confident there's a downhill slope here. I can get away pretty quick if I need to. So, Forrest, you and I have been friends for a long, long time. Yes. And I know that you have a bit of a mischievous streak, 
and I am thinking that you're looking at that candle right now, and you really want to see a werewolf, so you can post it on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> Look well, at the werewolf me, I saw. Well, well, let me stop you right there. Yeah. You know, there was one thing I was kind of disappointed in. Is like, of course, you know, with modern times now, it's no, no, they're no longer wax candles. Mm-hmm. They're those little electronic tea candles that you see you see everywhere now which is kind of disappointing but but guess what i brought a wax candle okay and i've got it right here so what do you plan to do well i'm gonna light the wax candle and i'm gonna uh just leave it and see what happens and see if it's still burning in the morning or um tomorrow evening when i come back although i am tempted I am tempted. Actually, I'm lifting up that candle right now, uh, Josh. I am tempted to turn this candle off and just see what happens. Well, you look, you and I both would would love to see a werewolf. Uh, I, I would especially love to see it from where I'm sitting here in Las Vegas. I don't know if you want to see it <laughs> since you're standing next to the woods sure. where it's coming. But uh, but I mean I mean I kind of feel like I mean the maybe the fate of this community is literally hanging in the balance. Uh, and if you start you know messing around t- you know tampering with oh, that, hold on. I'm- Actually, there's a lid on this candle uh-huh. that it's not letting me take take the lid off. The candle is little electronic candle is lid inside, and there's a little cross on top of the lid, but it's not letting me. It's yeah. okay. not coming off. I, yeah, let's let's not let's not tamper with that. I don't want anything on my conscience if this werewolf appears, and and you don't either. But. Um, I tell you what, you know, let's let's keep it like it is. We don't want to be disrespectful. We don't want anybody no, to think that we're uh, messing with, with their customs. Uh, but but um, let's keep a close eye on this and see because we know that eventually, eventually, uh, whether the candle's electric or not, you know, it, it has to go Actually, out sometime. I, I, I just heard something over here in, in the bushes. Okay, like what? Hold on, hold on. It's it's out of. I don't know if it's a squirrel or it's some kind of rustling. Okay. Well, are you going to be hanging out there a little longer tonight? I'm going to uh, try to hang out here for another hour or so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tell you what, just get back with me if anything else happens. And uh, I know that you're you're going to be exploring Germany quite a bit the rest of this year, I think. So I'm sure this yes. will not be your last trip to this shrine. That's true. All right. Well, Forrest, uh, uh, did you bring any silver with you by chance? <laughs> Josh, you know me. I always carry silver. <laughs> okay, that's good. Shelly Wright will be happy to hear that. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for this field report. And, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're a daring guy, and we, we don't want to lose <laughs> you. But um, keep us updated. All right, buddy? I will indeed. All right. Thanks, Forrest. Hey, I'm going to light this candle real quick and uh, and just sit here for a little bit, and I'll let you know what's going on. Okay. All right. That's your decision. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Forrest. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, a live report from investigator Forrest Connor at one of the strangest and perhaps scariest places on earth you know they say you have to have a screw loose to do paranormal investigation and uh, i mean would you be out there alone right now like he is i mean think about that so hey i will keep you updated so thank you again to forrest for that daring report one of the things that i i love so much about these legends and i was thinking about this as i was listening to forrest is that you know, we may never be able to go back in time and see some of these extraordinary events that supposedly played out. And so the closest thing that we have is, is legend and oral tradition and, you know, things that have sort of just been passed down from person to person. And I've always thought, though, wouldn't it be the most astounding thing if you somehow had a technology 
or at least some ability, you know, to go back in time just to see what really happened. I mean, not to literally travel back in time like Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future, but I mean, just to be able to look back in time. All we know about history is what people wrote down or what scientists can interpret from little bits and pieces of evidence. But what if we could look back into the past? You know, one of the big reasons I became involved in ghost research was that I always thought about how wondrous it would be if somehow things that happened in the past were being recorded in the environment and could be accessed later. I mean, that is what a lot of ghostly phenomena uh, appears to be on the surface. You know, some people call it a, a residual or, or place memory, but you know, that there's some some aspect of the environment that records things. You could even take this on to a larger scale and talk about, you know, the idea of the Akashic record, some great library where all things are stored. But if we had the ability, if, if we studied ghost research, for example, and we were able to create some kind of a, a device, a camera, a TV or whatever that could, that could allow you to tune through these recordings in the environment and see things that happened in the past. Imagine the implications. Imagine if you really could see history as it actually occurred. For one thing, it would upend so many traditions that are built upon a particular narrative of what happened. But just think of the privacy issues. I mean, imagine if someone could go back and see everything you've ever done. Imagine going into a seedy hotel room with some kind of device like this you know, TV that you could use to scroll back channel by channel through the years or the months or the weeks or the, the days or the minutes and, and, and sort of see what happened in that room. It would be a privacy catastrophe. I, I was always struck by the fact that... um you know, in the Bible, there's a quote by Jesus. Jesus says, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. And that's kind of chilling if you think that's a prophecy, like, is this, is this possibly what we're talking about? Interesting that that is in the Bible. And I have been getting some messages about a wondrous device the Vatican may have that would actually allow you, yes, you, to see into the past. Seriously. Now, Livy, I want to give you just some initial thoughts on this. When you look into a mirror, you could say you're looking into the past. Because the light that is coming into your eyes, it takes like a millionth of a second to be reflected. So you're never able to even see yourself exactly as you look. You're always seeing yourself from how you looked just a little bit ago in the past. Uh, when we come back from this break, I'll tell you about this device that many believe the Vatican has. And this may blow your mind. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? 
That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. Hey, folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. So yeah, you look into a mirror, technically you're looking into the past, a millionth of a second or whatever. If you look at stars through a telescope, you're seeing stars that may not even exist anymore. They say the Andromeda Galaxy is the most distant object readily visible to the naked eye. It's 2.5 million light years away. So when you look up there, the light from it that you see right now is 2.5 million years old. So we are therefore actually seeing the Andromeda galaxy as it was at a time long before modern humans even existed. Now, for example, there's a galaxy called NGC 4845, and it is located 65 million light years away, meaning that we are seeing it as it was 65 million years ago, right around the time the Tyrannosaurus Rex went extinct. And so the finite speed of light has the exact same effect in the other direction, if there are intelligent aliens in this galaxy, when they look at the Milky Way, they are seeing our galaxy as it was at the time of the dinosaurs. So in principle, <laughs> they could see our planet as it was at that time, an alien on that, you know, in that galaxy, looking in our direction would see dinosaurs. And maybe presume, oh, that's a dinosaur planet and have no idea how long ago that was. So, I mean, scientists say that stuff is absolutely true. And I mean, that alone, it, that's some crazy stuff, isn't it? But have you heard of a, a scientific field called archaeoacoustics? Archaeoacoustics. Archaeoacoustics is the use of acoustical study as a methodological approach within the field of archaeology. So we all know what an archaeologist is. Indiana Jones is a perfect realistic example, right? And so, but imagine if you could go back 
and 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 you could study you know the acoustical information that you get from things that were created in the past and you could examine well i mean you could just go examine the acoustics of an archaeological site or some artifacts but what if there were actual sounds that were somehow imprinted in artifacts that could be somehow um picked up and played back so for example you know in 1877 thomas edison invented the phonograph and essentially the early model of the phonograph was just a piece of wax it was like a wax cylinder and then there was a needle attached to a big funnel and when you would make a sound in the funnel it would make that needle vibrate and so as the wax cylinder would spin, the needle was traveling across it and constantly making an impression as it was vibrating. And that impression was basically a recording of the vibration from the sound. So then when you reverse the process, the needle could therefore pick up the information from the grooves and then produce a sound that would come back outside of the funnel or the horn okay so basically the phonograph worked by taking advantage of grooves that were made in a malleable material when there was a vibration being focused and one of the most controversial aspects of archaeoacoustics is that it may be possible that pottery that was made long ago still holds vibrations from the sounds that were occurring around it when it was created. And we're talking perhaps thousands of years ago. And this is, it's, it's one of those things that's hard to study because it's almost like EVP, you know, the paradoia type effect or whatever, where people are listening to things and they're trying to interpret them. Um, but, you know, they say that... Uh, there are voices that you can pick up from certain pieces of pottery and things that were being made by very skilled craftspeople and uh, the machinery that was being used to make it. Uh, I'll give you an example. Would you like to hear one of these recordings? Of course you would. Uh, there's one that a lot of people talk about called the Petrekas pot. This is an urn. Uh, some people say this is real. Some people say, oh, this is a hoax. But, you know, the people who believe that this is an, an example say that this was an urn that was made in 1552 in Europe. Okay. So we're talking hundreds of years ago and that this urn may have captured the sounds around it as it was molded. And so by playing this urn in a similar fashion to playing a phonograph cylinder, um, here's the sound that you get. Okay. This is, I'm just going to play this whole clip for you. It's 43 seconds. Uh, you might actually be hearing something recorded in pottery from the year 1552 in Europe. Listen to this. So what do you think about that? I, I mean, there are plenty of people out there who say this is BS. Uh, even the Mythbusters said that they could not verify this. You know, the Mythbusters TV show. But I, I must remind you, research is research and TV is entertainment. Trust me. So, I mean, <laughs> that that doesn't necessarily resolve anything that the myth the Mythbusters couldn't you know, confirm it. But I mean, it, it does give you some indication here. Is it possible? Well, look, let's take this whole concept to the next level. Because over the years, I have heard about, you know, radionics machines that were time viewers built by people like George and Marjorie Delawar. Uh, this is a couple who supposedly photographed their wedding 
years after it happened, etc. But all that kind of information is so anecdotal and so unrepeatable that after years of research, I I just have no reason to believe that it's true. It may be, but I have I've not seen evidence of it. So now let us come to this thing that I've been getting messages about. It is called the chronovisor, which basically means time viewer. Chrono is time, visor is viewer, time viewer. And this whole thing is, it's well documented, but it's also kind of sketchy at the same time because apparently this was described in detail in a book that was published in 2002 by Father Francois Brunet. And he wrote a book called, in French now, Le Nouveau Mystère du Vatican. And by the way, I do not speak French. Even though one of my books, Use the Force, was translated into French, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could, I, I know the phrases that you probably know from high school, but you know, I've never studied French. But it was called uh, La Nouveau Mystère du Vatican, which means the Vatican's new mystery. And this guy who was, I mean, a legitimate uh, priest, I'm not sure if he's alive or not. Um, he, he wrote this book in French called The Vatican's New Mystery. And yet um, I have not been able to find a copy of the book. I mean, it's out there, but it's so rare that, I mean, I haven't, I've not been able to find a place where I can purchase it. And even if I got it, I don't think it's been translated into any other language than French. So I'm not sure I could read it. So maybe one of you can help me with that. You know, if you are able to at least get a copy and then, you know, we can find a translation of it or whatever. But in this book, he talks about a very real man named Pellegrino Ernetti, who was an Italian priest and scientist who worked at the Vatican. And Pellegrino Ernetti was actually not an eccentric man. Okay, he was not the type of person known for telling fantastic tales or not the type of person that you would expect to come up with some kind of like crazy yarn. And the fact that he was a a very esteemed scientist as well as a priest, you know, put him into a very special category. In this book, the author Brunet relates that this device called the chronovisor was built by Pellegrino Arnetti, and Arnetti lived from 1925 to 1994. And so there's no question that this man, Pellegrino Arnetti, was a real person. Uh, but the existence uh, or of, of this thing called the chronovisor has never been quite confirmed. But here's the story, okay? The story is, in the 1960s, he began experimenting with audio recordings of Georgian chants. And he started getting things, you know, sounds that were similar to things like EVP. So he got some of the best scientists in the world involved in trying to sort of look deeper for these signals. And boy, did they find something amazing. They fine-tuned it and transformed audio into visuals and created a kind of tunable TV that they call the chronovisor. Like a TV that you can use to scan through the years like channels. When we come back, I will tell you more about this and the picture of Jesus they supposedly have. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be right back. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. At ParanormalDate.com, you meet the most fantastic people. Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Jennifer. What brings you here? Yeah, I'm here to meet someone who understands me. How so? Well, I'm into UFOs, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, the paranormal, that kind of stuff. But can't seem to find anyone who gets it. Oh, well, um, nice to meet you, Tom. I, I gotta go. Uh, okay. Guess that's not your cup of tea. Are you sure? Very. Good luck with that. I can't meet anyone when I'm out and I really can't find a website for my unique interests. What is one to do? Have you thought about ParanormalDate.com? Para what dot what? Who are you? I'm a paranormal matchmaker and it's ParanormalDate.com It's a website for people looking for people like them. Stuff you like, remember? Interesting. Uh, I'll give it a try. Well, let's try this again. Uh, Hi, I'm Tom. Hey, I'm Deb. Your profile on Paranormal date.com looked very interesting. So you really saw a UFO? Well, yeah. It was so intense, but not as intense as meeting you. You're an alien chasing flirt, but I kind of like it. Wow. This paranormaldate.com thing really works. Maybe paranormaldate.com is for you. People with an interest in things they hear on George's show find their match daily. So if you're looking for that special someone with an interest in UFOs, ghosts, aliens, big Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and of course, the paranormal. Come to the dating site inspired by George Norrie. It's always free to search, and if you decide to upgrade to our amazing new features, use promo code GEORGE for a great discount. ParanormalDate.com. You are not alone. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. And apparently, the, the, the Italian priest at the Vatican, Pellegrino Ernetti, so they say, got the best scientist he could find together, including, I believe, Enrico Fermi. I mean, that's the caliber we're talking about here. They transformed audio into visuals, and over time, they created kind of a tunable television that they called the Chrono Visor. This is like a TV that you can use to scan through the years the way you would scan through TV channels. And I don't know if you have to be at the location where the event happened or not. I just don't know. Maybe that information is in the book, but again, I, I can't get, find a copy of it. And if I, if I do get a copy, I'm going to have to have probably somebody help me interpret it or translate it. But 
they claim in this book that using this device that Ernetti and his colleagues were able to witness the crucifixion of Jesus. They were able to go back so far as to witness the events of Sodom and Gomorrah, the creation of the Ten Commandments, a speech from the Roman statesman Cicero, events from the life of Napoleon. You know, I mentioned Napoleon earlier in the show. By the way, let me ask you, I mean, what would you, what, if you could go back and look at anything, what would it be? Dinosaurs, the creation of the pyramids, Nikola Tesla's laboratory, um, the Roswell crash, P.T. Barnum's American Museum. Like, what would you go back and look at, right? And when it comes to the fact that this is the Vatican, of course, you know, they wanted to go back and look at Jesus-oriented events. But it's funny because if you think about that, would you rather see the crucifixion of Jesus, which would be a horrible thing to witness, or the resurrection of Jesus, or the ascension of Jesus, you know, as he rises up, that'd be something like, you know, you have to start thinking like if you had these options, if you had a machine, what would you do? So apparently Pellegrino Arnetti, he reported this to the Pope and the Pope was able to see all these events. And basically they talked about it and came to the conclusion that this thing was too powerful. It was too dangerous. It needed to be disassembled because if this fell into the wrong hands, it would create the scariest dictatorship the world has ever seen. And so the, the official story in this book is that this thing, the chronovisor, was disassembled. And that's hard to believe if, if something like that, that existed, that it would be. But you never know. But listen to this. In 1972, an Italian magazine got this leaked story and kind of blew the whistle with an article. And they heralded this with this headline, quote, a machine that photographs the past has finally been invented, end quote. And it told that story, this same thing, the story of Pellegrino Arnetti. And it included, amazingly, a supposed photograph of the face of Jesus at the moment of crucifixion that Arnetti had captured using the chronovisor. Do you want to see it? Do you want to see this pic that they published in this Italian magazine in 1972? Well, guess what? I've got some, got some good news for you. You can see it right now. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it there because, you know, it, my content is always changing. If you go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Click the link to my curiosity shop. Yes. I'm going to make you go to the curiosity shop. Scroll down. You will see a picture there that came straight out of this Italian magazine in 1972. And it says chronovisor and you'll know what you're looking at. Now, look, I'm going to be honest with you. It looks pretty fake to me, to me. But what do you think? I mean, what do you think guys go there, look for yourself and you see if it looks like it could be legit to you. I'm not exactly sure how things would even appear coming through a device like this. So is all this possible? Yes, I believe it is possible based upon the research that I've done with ghostly phenomena. I do believe that everything gets recorded in some manner and it can be accessed or played back in some form. That's my belief just based upon my years of researching ghostly phenomena and similar things. So does this mean the Vatican has a device like this? Look, again, I don't know. I would, I would just find it hard to believe, though, that if they had something like this, that it would be disassembled. Okay, I find that very, very hard to believe. And I can also see why this would be one of the most astounding and, you know, perhaps terrible things out there if it fell into the wrong hands. So that is the story of the chronovisor, which might give you an opportunity to look back in time. 
Think of the ways that would change everything, everything for all of us. And let me know if you can get a copy of that uh, Le Nouveau Mystère du Vatican, the, the Vatican's new mystery. Okay, I'm going to squeeze an email in here real quick. Speaking of experiments and all that, um, you know, I have talked on this show before about something called an energy will that you can create. Very simply, you just take a piece of paper and you cut it into a little square and you kind of fold it diagonally and then unfold it and then fold it the other way diagonally and unfold it. And you have like a little pyramid shaped piece of paper and you balance the interior of this pyramid on the tip of something like a needle or a pin that's sticking straight up. And so this little paper pyramid can spin and you can use it to practice telekinesis or psychokinesis mind over matter. Can you make it spin at all? And if so, can you make it spin clockwise or counterclockwise? Well, um, I got an interesting tip because some people, you know, they, they start out, most people start out just using the wheel out in the open, but then it's also subject to your breath and breezes and temperature changes. I mean, it's going to be more reliable if you put it underneath a, a glass, like a, you know, a, a, an upside down glass. And I mean, then you've got a pretty good seal. So I got a tip a while back from one of my listeners and uh, her name is Crystal. And she said that she was not having any luck getting this thing to move until she started using the Hapono Pono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And that when she started doing that, it helped her to connect. And then she was able to start moving this thing. And now listen to this. I have. Another email here, more confirmation of this. This comes from Heather in Washington State, and she says, I finally did it. The Hoponopono trick you suggested was the key. I have been trying for about a year, but it did not work until I could develop a feeling of love for the paper and bringing in a spiritual guide. I think it has something to do with the interconnectedness that emotion brings. And I wrote her back and I said, so once you started reciting Ho'oponopono, it started spinning. And then she wrote back and she says, I repeated the full Ho'oponopono until I felt a lot of love in my heart. She put in parentheses, way sappier than my usual self. (laughs) And a connectedness to the paper. And then imagine my psychic finger moving through the glass and touching the paper. And when I asked my guide for help and she gave me the name of her guide, but I'll keep that private. She says, the paper just gets going. And I repeated it yesterday night. She goes, the movement wasn't as much about one quarter of a turn, but I attribute this to the fact that my kids, four and seven year olds had been screaming for hours Uh, And there was a missing chicken and she has a smiley face and says, we're small time homesteaders. So she says, I was having a hard time cultivating as much calm and love as before. But she said, hey, listen, this is the way to go. Repeat the Ho'oponopono. And you know what? Not only should you do that, you should always try to get in the mood by listening to the good fortune tone. Are you ready for it? Take a deep breath. Relax. Close your eyes if you can and listen to the tone. That's it. For this edition of the show, follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. 
So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.